great palette of colour. Life is full of these grey areas, it's not just black and white. An identity forming experience. You are listening to Eastside Radio Podcast with discussions and insights on art, politics, music and more here on eastsidefm.org. If you are still seated, I'd be very surprised. Every day, for the duration, we'll bring the latest on the pandemic and our local response right here on 89.7 FM at 3 p.m. And hello and welcome to this Tuesday edition of For the Duration, the new daily current affairs program brought to you by Eastside FM 89.7 and eastside.org. I'm John McNamara. And I'm Christopher Zinn. <laughs> and each day, Monday to Friday, Chris and I and other volunteers here at Eastside FM will be bringing you the local news and views on the unfolding COVID-19 pandemic for the next 15 minutes. You can follow us and send us comments and questions online on Facebook. Search for Eastside FM on Twitter at Eastside897FM. That's Eastside897FM on Twitter. And you can email us at for the duration. That's all one word, for the duration, at eastsidefm.org. Now, in a moment, we'll be joined by a local Bondi GP to answer your and our questions about what she is seeing happening here in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. But each day as well, we'll also be bringing you a wrap of the day's developments connected to the pandemic. And Chris, what do you have for us today? Well, I'm afraid that uh, we're still in the heart of it, that uh, Waverley, Randwick, Darlinghurst, Woolara, these are still hot spots. But what the government has actually changed is that even if you're experiencing mild symptoms of the coronavirus and you live in these areas, then they're suggesting to get tested. Before it was that you really needed to know someone who'd been overseas or whatever. Actually, just having a, a residential address is now good enough. So really, you can go and there's one at Bondi Beach, you drive through, you can have the various tests done too. And the other thing that's come out uh, today as well is that the government has said that the results of those testings will be available a lot quicker if they're negative. Okay. So you will know you the same You get by day. text message, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's a great thing. And I think a question for Gillian Deacon, who we're coming up for, is, you know, what do you really need to feel to be tested? I mean, and maybe there is no answer to that. I, I do feel part of this is there's so much talk about coughs and yeah. aches that it's very easy for those who, not even hypochondriacs, but those, you know, we just absorb these things. But uh, whether you want to have the test or not, I don't know. So, look, that is uh, the big particular news as concerns us. Uh, we were talking yesterday about the cliff walk uh, being closed. Yep. The... Uh, cliff walk between Clavelli and Coogee was actually barricaded off earlier this morning. I don't know if it's been cleared. I did put mm. a message through Randwick Council still to hear but if you're going for a long ride or walk along you might be turned back at Clavelli or depending on which way you're going. Hopefully that was just over Easter yep. and again the walk uh, was open around the Waverley spots today because as the Mayor told us yesterday it was just at those times a very high demand. Okay, so what else can we uh, can we catch up on at the yeah, moment? Look, I think one of the interesting parts of this, and it's nothing really to do with the disease, but is the reaction. So I saw a story in the paper today saying that all the valuables from 
churches around England had been moved to the Tower of London wow. for safekeeping because the churches are all locked up and are, uh, are vulnerable to theft. So they've done this. So I think one of the things I'd like to collect, and this is really good for our listeners to send in, is some of the steps that are being taken that are absolutely unthinkable. Some of them might be very serious. Some of them might be quite hilarious in terms of what people are doing to cope with the changes yeah. uh, in an institutional sense or in an individual sense. But uh, certainly all these valuables turning up in the Tower of London apparently last happened in the sort of, you know, world, in the two world wars when there was bombing or when there was insurrection in medieval times. So it, it's a big deal for it to happen and we don't need to tell anyone it's a big deal happening now. It's four minutes past four here in the eastern suburbs. This is Eastside FM and you can also listen to us at eastsidefm.org. I'm John McNamara and with me is Chris Zinn and we're bringing you For the Duration. This is a new program, a new initiative here at Eastside FM to bring you up to date each day, Monday to Friday, with what's happening with the COVID-19 pandemic, particularly focusing on what's happening here in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. We start each uh, afternoon's wrap, 15-minute wrap, with a wrap of the daily events, and Chris Zinn has a few more things in front of him by the looks of it. Oh, yes, we've got... Well, we've got that map of Sydney and the, with the confirmed cases. We already know that... Uh, Waverley's pretty uh, serious in that. 176 cases in Waverley is against 156 uh, in Sydney, the city of Sydney, and Woolara 91, mm. and Randwick 80. So, yeah, still up there. 61 deaths recorded as of 5.30 yesterday, and 6,360 cases. So... You know, that's, coming, that's across New South Wales or across uh, Australia? That's nationally. Yep. So in New South Wales, it's 2,863 and 25 deaths. So, look, I mean, compared to the world, uh, I think uh, the authorities here seem pleased is the wrong word, but uh, confident that their strategies are working out. Encouraged, but we can't let down our guard in terms of uh, staying home, if we can, and staying out of the way. At all times. Well, uh, the really interesting story was, you know, the, the chief medical officer suggesting that there'd been a, a dinner party of medics in Tasmania yeah. that had triggered off a, a whole uh, hotspot uh, in Burnie of all places. So look, but just, then he had to rewind on that. I think it was he was responding to a rumor, and I think the latest on that is that there was no such dinner party. Okay, well that's. Yeah. That, well, the, I think the, the, the lesson is that actually you can have a dinner party in Bondi and think, well, no one's going to know, no one's going to care. Problem is, if it turns into Two a weeks later. Hot, hot, hot spot, the contact traces are going to come down and you're going to face some shame. So I'm glad if in this case it doesn't turn out to be medical practitioners, especially since we got one of those just on next. Indeed. And uh, shall we turn to Julian in just a moment, but I just want to remind you that you can send us your comments and your your experiences of this whole pandemic uh, via Facebook. Uh, that's uh, search for Eastside FM on Facebook. Uh, you can Twitter at uh, Eastside897FM. Uh, that's Eastside897FM. And you can also email us at For The Duration, or one word, For The Duration, at EastsideFM.org. Well, joining us on the line, as we mentioned, is uh, a, a long-standing Bondi general practitioner for 30 years, Dr Gillian Deacon. She's also the author of 101 Things Your GP Would Tell You If Only There Was Time. Gillian, um, first of all, what's what's been your general advice as a GP to patients up till now? 
Well, look, in regards to the coronavirus, the main thing, everyone knows there is no known treatment at this stage, and so our best way is to prevent it, and everyone, I think, should congratulate themselves on the brilliant effort with uh, physical distancing, because that has been very effective. But in the personal level, um, they, we all need to continue to do what we've always done, which is look after our physical and mental health, because that will put us in good readiness for anything that should arise in the future. So I think what people do always need to know is that their GPs remain there for them and help's available. So whatever happens, they need to know that they can call us and uh, we'll be there to help. Um, it's you know very, very pleasing at the, the level that the infection rate has fallen to, but we do know that we're expecting this to be a very long road. So just that focus on good physical health, getting sleep, making sure you've got social support, and then knowing what to do when they get unwell. So just if you do get symptoms, you're not too bad. You can go down and get yourself tested at the COVID clinic on the beach. Uh, but if they are worried and unwell, they can always call their GP and see what's the next step. Very unwell people should go and call an ambulance, go to emergency. But I'll uh, keep that for real emergencies. I mean, that, Gillian, it's Christopher here. I mean, that's been the problem, that people aren't going to the GPs. They're not presenting at hospital in the emergency departments. There's a story in the Herald today, pathology sector, a 40% drop in routine testing. So the, some of the routine things aren't taking place, and presumably that can cause problems down the track. So I might have a, a mole that I you would have gone to see you personally with once upon a time or my gp and i might think oh well they're too busy or whatever but that might not be a good strategy exactly that's the thing that is keeping me up at night um but my worry of those routine examinations that gps uh, do um we're worried that people are going to stay away um and we will miss things and things will present very late so um if the least people can do is have a good careful check of their own skin and if they see anything that worries them then we should definitely run our eye over it we can keep these visits fairly short and get people in and out and we will be wearing um masks and things to minimise any risk of transmitting anything. So I would encourage people to stay and continue some of their routine care if they all possibly could. The other thing that's really important is people make sure they're all up to date with their vaccinations. The flu vaccine is available now and for the older and sicker people, anyone with lung disease or any chronic condition, um, they should get the pneumonia vaccine. That's also important whenever there's a respiratory condition around. Um, and for pregnant women and others, the whooping cough vaccine is also there. So there's a lot that people could do to prepare for being ready for a, um, a new virus. Um, asthmatics should take this opportunity to um, to make sure they get their asthma care under tip-top condition. Do, and, of course, this is the ideal time to quit smoking. Gillian, yeah. so, um, recently there was a story about, uh, in fact, um, like a lot of small businesses at the moment, GP practices are under something, or some at least, are under uh, something of a cash flow issue because people simply are, have stopped coming to see their regular GP. What's your experience about that? There was a warning, in fact, that some practices may, in fact, have to close. Well, I think some practices will close. I think some um, elderly 
older doctors and those who are not very well will probably take this opportunity to close their practices um, because this it will go on for months and they will be worried that they could catch the infection. Most of us are still staying open, but you're correct, there's been a big decline in the number of people we see and telehealth funding is very, very limited. It's significant cut in um, all of our income. So at the same time, we're paying extra costs to um, pay for our own PPE that costs us um, out of pocket. And um, and when we do get sick, we have to take the compulsory at least two weeks off. And, of course, there's no sick leave. So there's going to be huge costs that we all expect to incur. And, yeah, it's a, it's a risk. But I, I know we st- we're still working, so we can't complain nearly as much as many, many of your listeners who are facing job losses. So um, it is a concern for all of us. Uh, Gillian, we are told so much about the symptoms. I've, I must say, I find myself... I had a cough yesterday morning once, and I thought, oh, no, I've got it. Is there hypochondria creeping upon us more so than needs to be, or should we not let that be something that blocks us from taking action? Well, I think, you know, if you do get respiratory symptoms, uh, it's understandable that you would have concerns. I, I wouldn't call that hypochondriasis. I think I think uh, people do have to listen to their bodies right now. And if they are getting any persistent respiratory symptoms, it's absolutely fine to get yourself tested. Um, that brief cough once or twice in the morning I think is a normal thing and many of us will do that uh, but anything that persists you're welcome that many people are going to have fairly minor presentations of COVID um, but the real concern is they could transmit the virus to their loved ones who could be at greater risk certainly their older just, and just, more, just yep. a very quick question Gillian is it yep. unpleasant to have the test I've heard that they stick something right down your gullet and scrape <laughs> Sounds disgusting. No, no, no. The little—it's a little cotton, fluffy thing. Um, it's a tickle on the back of the throat. Is the worst thing, and uh, no, it's not too bad. Okay, we'll leave it there. We really appreciate your time today, Doctor. Thank you. It, it's very much my pleasure. And, and hope Before to speak business. to you again soon. Yes. Stay safe. Okay. Bye. Same to you, Doctor Gillian Deacon, Bondi GP of thirty years standing. And uh, Chris, that brings us to an end of the second edition of For the Duration. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, and do send in those questions, comments, because it's not just top-down, it's bottom-up as well. Our email address once again, ForTheDuration at eastsidefm.org. You have been listening to Eastside Radio Podcast. For selections of more enjoyable content like this, visit our website, eastsidefm.org, and click on Podcast.